Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and y'all listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the About Last Night podcast. Brand new episode today with the one and only Harlan Williams. You know him from Half-Baked, something about Mary. Uh, all his appearances on Conan, Letterman, um, Rocket Man, Sorority Girls, just uh, one of the funniest dudes walking the planet. And uh, he's got a new comedy special out on Amazon Prime called Caramel Corn the Pug Kick Him in the Kibble, where he does the entire stand up special as a dog. <laughs> it's one of the fucking more creative, bonkers, hilarious things you'll ever see. It's available now on Amazon Prime. Go watch it and support. And, um, and it's funny, it's, it's a crazy out there idea which is who Harland is, and he still delivers with all the comedy that you want. Um, so go check that out. Of course, also, he's uh, the creator and one of the stars and writers of the uh, hit uh, animated show Puppy Dog Pals, which you can see on Disney um, XD. I'm sorry, Disney Junior. Disney Junior is where Puppy Dog Pals is, and uh, and Harland created that. We get into that. We get into Space Force. We get into uh, his trip to the Amazon. We get into his trip to Lebanon, and then... The, uh, the making of Caramel Corn, uh, the pug, the special. Uh, so it's a great episode. Always funny with Harlan. He's one of the best. Check out his podcast, The Harlan Highway, on iTunes. And follow him on social media at Harlan Williams. Follow me on social media at Adam Ray Comedy. Brad at Brad Williams Comic. Uh, AboutLastNightPodcast.com for all past, present episodes and merch. Speaking of merch, Adam Ray merch is going to be available this Thursday. We're going live, baby, with hats, hoodies, shirts. I can't wait. ShopAdamRay.com is where you're going to be able to get all that. There'll be a link on my website, AdamRayComedy.com, where you can get my tour dates. Speaking of tour dates and big shows, tomorrow night at the Comedy Store Main Room, 8.30, Adam Ray and Buddies is back with Jay Farrow, uh, Rob Schneider, Eliza Schlesinger, Chris D'Elia, uh, Jimmy O. Yang, Amir K. It's going to be a stellar lineup, 8.30 Main Room of the Comedy Store, tomorrow, August 21st. Tickets at uh, Hollywood.ComedyStore.com. A bunch of more... Uh, a bunch more L.A. shows this week. All that info at AdamRayCounty.com. And then next week, I'm in Vegas at the Laugh Factory in the Tropicana Casino, August 27th through the 31st. Get your tickets at AdamRayCounty.com. That's Tropicana, Laugh Factory, Las Vegas, August 21st through the 31st. Come see me, Vegas. Brad Williams this weekend will be at the Ontario Improv uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get your tickets at BradWilliamsComedy.com. And follow the podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate us five stars and comment on the iTunes page. We will uh, uh, read those comments uh, or emails at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Email us where you get the pod, how you got into it, why you love it, and we will read those emails on air, give you a shout-out, and send you some merch. Speaking of which, today's ALN fan email comes from fan... I'm sorry, Fran Banting. Fran the fan, Banting. She says, Fran, uh, I'm sorry, she says, uh, Hi, Adam and Brad. Love your podcast. I've been listening for a couple years now. First saw Adam on Mad TV uh, and had to know who this guy was. So I Googled and found the podcast. Love your guests. You really have the best. You two and Jim Jeffries, my favorites. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Fran Banting. Send us, uh, send us 
your address and we'll send you some ALN merch. All right, now we've got the merch, info, the tour dates, and the Twitter handles out of the way. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Harlan Williams. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Something about roast beef uh, on your uh, on your <laughs> on your Instagram from some little. Uh, We're starting insects. there, are we? With yeah. the right into the roast beef. <laughs> well, it was oh, it was a roast beef spider. You said. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it was a giant I spider. I don't know how you find these creatures. It You're, was just there. It was right. hanging in its web. It was about this big. It probably doesn't look that big on my Instagram, but it was probably about this big. Fuck. And this they're called in... banana spiders. But. I don't think bananas is funny as a, a Brazilian <laughs> leaping roast beef spider, so I, I changed the name a little. It's I fudged a, it. Yeah, it's, it's roast beef spider is scarier. It's scary because you got a prime meat involved, and you got you know, it's, yeah, it's a little upper, roast beef upper is, cut. Yeah, the roast beef is the most dangerous of the sandwich meats. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you banana. Know, you're thinking that's a lot of fun, fun, and kooky. <laughs> But uh, if you've got a spider that you know it puts roast beef at the top of its menu, you know it's probably a man eater, right? Where, where was that? That was down in Florida. Oh shit! Yeah, there are so many creatures down there that oh. I feel like I mean, and you know, I feel like better than most people as far as going to the Amazon and then Cambodia and even in Beirut. I'm sure you got to see things that we just don't see on a. Di I mean, how many like creatures do you feel like? the average person runs into on a daily basis well including bugs insects thousands and you, pets you don't you don't there's all kinds you don't so like just walking across your sidewalk you probably pass a few hundred ants yeah if not a thousand you know maybe you'll kill a few if you you know just uh, start your day you feel empowered it's like hey good morning crunch <laughs> I'm in charge today. Hello, world. I'm the boss, Crunch. You know that's where Captain Crunch got his name. He was he was a, he was an ant crunch. He was an captain. ant stomper. Yeah, he was the captain of killing ants. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we swallow a lot? Every you know, there's that rumor about people oh, yeah. swallow spiders in their sleep. Well, I, I think, think I'm constantly choking on my breath just walking around, and it's, that could just be a personal problem. But you ever just like and just like you know forget to breathe or just yeah. like something gets in there and you're like i don't remember seeing anything go in there yeah. but there could be tiny little things that are just i've had stuff fly in like while i'm awake like you know a fly or something but you got to figure a spider spiders aren't generally drawn to moisture right right and they generally don't like to leave their webs that much you know like domestic house spiders are usually they usually have their territories right so I don't think if I'm a spider hanging up in a nice dry corner, I look down and go, oh, look at that gingivitis riddled, you know, halitosis hole. I think I'll go down there and have a, a midnight morning mouth sip of juice, you know. Like, you, you might as well crawl up a koala's butthole, you know. It's like 
The mouth is not a pretty place when you're sleeping. The koala's butthole was one of the rides at the Animal Kingdom, one of the new oh, ones. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. There was God. the Mount Everest roller coaster, and there was the uh, the uh, safari, and then the koala's butthole. That's got to be funny when you're coming out and people have their arms in the air screaming. The koala's just going, oh, that was a good one. That felt good to get that out. Do you think God, that would be a great ride? I don't think because of the family-friendly nature of all theme parks, there will yeah. ever be a ride that is like, you know, the way like Disney used to apparently was rumored to like, you know, add little dick jokes or sex things here and there in the animations. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you think a ride would ever do that just for the adults and the kids wouldn't get it, but maybe... But maybe the kids would, I think the kids would love to see a roller coaster that's coming out of a koala's asshole. Well, look at the log ride. What do you think that is? That's just, you know, Disney's pieces of poo. <laughs> it's and Disney you're, poo. You're sitting in them. <laughs> you're sitting in Walt's, you know, last movement and sliding around on, on is that a the, waterfall. That's, that was the original name of the ride, yeah. Walt's Last Movement. Walt's Last Movement. <laughs> but there is a movie, what's it called? It's, uh, it's about, it's uh, Mice. And Zsa Zsa Gabor did one of the voices. It's a Disney movie. I love that. And if you freeze it halfway down, there's a scene where they're falling out of an office building. And if you freeze it halfway down, you can see a in a window, there's a She's, couple going at it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. In what, what position? Just regular? I can't remember. I only looked at it several times. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's probably on the internet. I mean, if yeah. you, it's, what what's it called? It was it came out in like the seventies, I think, or whatever. But I'll look it up. Yeah, Jaja Gabor as a mouse. Dang. I think it's called the the Adventurers Jaja. or something like that. Gabor sex freeze frame. Yeah, is that is that what it, that might inside? Be let's see, the last Hungarian. No, no actor the, of her generation. That's just a sentence. Put in uh, Disney animated feature. By the way, there's one article here that says Zsa Zsa Gabor was the original Kim Kardashian. Yeah, well, they were. The, they were like the, the, the Gabors were sisters, and they were kind of the exotic, like, Hungarian. I think they were Hungarian. Yeah. Although the, the, the name Zsa Zsa sounds like the daughter of an electrician or something. <laughs> you know? Also sounds like what the Ouija board would tell you not to go to. Yes. Don't yeah. Zsa Zsa Don't. past 9 p.m. Yeah. That's when the gremlins come out and Ooh. the koala's butthole tightens up. There's no Zsa -Zsa. kids coming out of that one. Yikes. Disney's animated feature, Zsa Zsa? Yeah, see if that pops it up. What's it called? What is it? Disney, uh, Steamboat? Willie? No. No. Zsa Zsa Gabor. As a mouse. As a mouse character. The Rescuers? Yeah, the Rescuers. Nice. So type in Rescuers <laughs> uh, nude scene or whatever. Rescuers. I think he can see it. Oh, this is going to be it's awesome. Really for the worth it. A drawn, a drawn nude person is what we're pursuing right now. It's like, how desperate are we? Okay, well, here's a fact. We, yeah. we want to see nudity, but drawn in a window at light speed, flashing past. Yeah, that's how desperate we are. Did uh, did a topless woman appear in Disney's The Rescuers? A hidden image of a topless woman fleetingly appeared in the initial home video version of Disney animated feature the rescuers now is there an image whoa that whoa there? dude is there <laughs> those are just i think she's sitting on the do reverse cowgirl yeah there's something nasty there's, going on it's there and wow that's unbelievable can i, can I get up and walk over yes, and look you got to <laughs> you find i'm looking at actual porn yeah. where is it right there and there wait, wait. 
<laughs> what do you see? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There's some hoot, hooter nannies. Wow, dude. I love, can I be honest? Yeah. Uh, I thought they were going to be uh, cartoon uh, titties. I think they might be that. I wonder if that one's. Uh... No, that looks real. That looks like a. they just insert a still image. That's what I mean. I, that, I'm not sure if that's the authentic one because oh. I, I think the original one, they did draw it. They were hand drawn. What you're looking at there is someone cut and paste a, a real porno picture. Oh, I'm not, I'm not okay with but that. But that could be it. I can't remember. You know, this is something I learned about years ago. <laughs> and haven't forgotten. Well, I, when I came home, I said, Mommy, why did you take me to a porno movie? I'm only seven. <laughs> Because what are you talking about, son? That scene when they're falling out the window past the office building at 70 miles an hour, I saw someone having sexual intercourse. Son, yeah, well, you're making stuff up. And back then, no one, you know, I was a kid of the 70s. No one had VHS machines. Yeah. So I couldn't prove it. And there's no internet to fact check it. Right. So for, for you know, 25 years of my life, my mother thought I was a sex-crazed liar. And now, thanks to freeze frame and VHS, I, I've proven that there is people get banging in the Outsiders or whatever it's called. What's the Rescuers. It? The Rescuers. The Outsiders the with rescuers. Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone's got to rescue that movie. This crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, where? Uh, so you, Beirut is where you recently went to, yeah, right? Yeah, Beirut. Yeah, man. Is that Lebanon? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know that they had comedy there. Did well, you? that's why we went. They really don't. Oh, so shit. this this guy who kind of spends half his time in Los Angeles and half his time in Beirut loves. He always comes down to the comedy clubs, and so he's like, "I want to bring this to the fo- good folk of Beirut, right?" Yeah. People want to laugh everywhere. Yeah. So so he he kind of put together a list, and he asked me and Jamie Kennedy and a few others to go over and like kind of do stand-up in Beirut. Wow. And we were all a little nervous. By the way, he's looking for a next crop of people yeah, if you want to go. He, he hit me up. Okay. Um, I can't during the next round, but hopefully oh. in the new year. Yeah, uh, you should do I, it. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Based on you and uh, and, and Jamie and um, Skyler went too, right? Skyler, yeah. yeah he yeah. was uh, Skyler, recommended yeah. it highly. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Because you know? they, they, they set you up with some uh sightseeing and like they they make oh, yeah. it all worthwhile oh yeah it's, it's a not great, just going to do the show it's a cultural experience it's uh it's the a geography like? experience they were amazing the lebanese people i really didn't realize it but they've got a real energy they're like really they're real up people that are like let's go have fun let's go out sailing let's go to a club like they Dang. they they really you know it's it's not with a lot of cultures like oh that group's really up or some of the people in this neighbor but as a whole, the spirit of the Lebanese people I found to be very up, like they're very animated and, and let's let's go do stuff, let's have fun, let's enjoy life, which, nice. which is, you know, when you're living in the West, that's not the perception I had. I kind of thought of them as a suppressed people, a yeah. war-torn people, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, you know, maybe more sullen because because they're they're living in adverse conditions in some areas of the country. But uh, no, they were they were really bouncy and fun and and energetic and had a real spirit. And that was part of the beauty of going there. You know, you dispel these uh, these misconceptions you have. And uh, that happened to me too when I went to Israel when I, and yeah. and I toured around Israel. I, I thought there would be a certain amount of 
kind of that that beaten down feeling because of all the 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 fighting and the, the oppression and all this stuff but but the so it's cool man it's how worth have, going how have you been to israel and i haven't because you're jewish and i'm not <laughs> and you clearly hate your people and i love them and embrace them and you my friend are an anti-semite so why don't we you stop the bullshit and let's get it's to Disney World and get on that log ride. <laughs> well, it's make last you movement better. Yeah, was to make me yeah. uh, not go to Israel. Yeah. How uh, long have you been Jewish? <laughs> my whole life. No way. Yeah. Wait, so right away, as soon as you're born, you're immediately Jewish? Yeah, I think it's uh, if your mom, it, you are Jewish based on your mom's religious affiliation. Your dad wasn't Jewish. No. What was your dad? Not Jewish. So what was he, Catholic? Uh, Yes. So can how do I know you're not Catholic, bro? I'm not. Hmm, my mom raised me. My mom raised me Jewish. We did Christmas and Hanukkah growing up. And, no, and one of us at split, this table hasn't been to Israel. <laughs> I smell a. I smell me a Christian. Pass the salt, please, Christian. Can I offer you a kosher hot dog? No, but you can offer me your rosary hanging around your neck, Christian. Sister Christian down there at the end of the table. Why do you live these lies, bro? Oh, hey, man, this is my life. You know what? Let's. Do you have a phone? Let's call my rabbi and get this over with. If you had a personal rabbi, we would call him. I do, Rabbi Pappenheim. For real? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Wait, you do? Yeah. Dude, I just told you I'm Jewish, bro. <laughs> well, now I'm a liar? Pappenheim doesn't sound legit. Well, I think you got I, him. This is how so would you know, Christian? <laughs> What do you know about being a Jew? What do I know about Craigslist yeah. rabbis? Yeah. <laughs> Craigslist. Pappenheim, Rabbi Craigslist. Uh, did you, uh, what, what What did you find material-wise? Did you have to, I mean, you're, you're, you can fit any audience, which has got to be fun to always know, right? But is there, do you find like some... Do, could you improvise and as much as you do when I see some you in LA sometimes yeah. as much as you did there? Surprisingly, yeah. One of the fun things that, that I was a little nervous because you're you're entering a different culture, different rules, different fashion, different sensitivities, yeah. if you will. Uh, religion plays a big part in the Middle East, as you know. Yeah. And so I was a little intimidated to go into, you know people wearing uh, wraps around their heads, the oh, women yeah. wear their wraps, or, or or making religious references or things like that. But but uh, I, I kind of put my foot in the water with that, and, and they loved it. You know, it, it's like, it's like uh, I think you're, you're unwise to not, you know, deal with what's right in front of you. Yeah. And so I was able to talk they to them. They want you to. Yeah, and like, I had a lot of fun with the names because there's a lot of, you know, Middle Eastern names, uh, in Beirut, the names are different than here in the U.S. Larry and Carol. So, so I had one girl named uh, Fart Fatsala or Fasala Fasala, and I called her I called her farts a lot, and I kept calling her. And I thought, God, are they gonna? Is that like sacrilege? Yeah. Are they gonna? Is that something you don't do? But they loved it. I I I said it early in the show, and then it, I just kept going back to it, and they oh, they loved my it. God. Yeah, they know what the word fart is, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, t you worry about, you know, cultures that are a little more strict than ours. Yeah. And you worry 
like here you could say, hey, you know, jackass. And it's like, okay, jackass. But you say it in like Iran or Iraq or the Middle East. And that might be an offense where you get your tongue cut out. You know, you don't know because there's some weird stuff. But are they liberal liberal with like women's rights? And like you said, they have to wear. They don't have to wear the wrap or there's no really strict, crazy things like they women can't go out past sundown. Not that I detected. I, I, I found that women did not have to conceal themselves. The women seem very liberated and they, they drove and they I didn't notice anything with women that was uh, you know suppressing them That's but good. but I was only there for three four days so when I left they might have wrapped them all up and who knows <laughs> but uh, but the material was you know the sad thing is it's you know you're right on the shore of the Mediterranean yeah and unfortunately like a lot of the oceans now there's there's freaking garbage everywhere and uh, so much yeah, it's it's horrible. But one of my jokes was I I did a joke where I'm like, oh, I had a so beautiful. I was in the Mediterranean Sea today, and I was standing there knee deep in the water, and unbelievable uh, connection with nature. A sea turtle swam up to me and was swimming around my legs, and I was petting it, and it was an albino sea turtle. And I said to the lifeguard, "Look, a sea." He goes, "Sir, that's a that's a grocery bag, sir." You know. <laughs> <laughs> like that got a huge laugh the fact oh. that it's grocery bag i was i misconstrued it as a sea turtle but you know oh my god yeah but it was it was fun man it was if you get a chance to go i would highly recommend it and it always helps when someone's hosting you you know yes like they're there at the airport they play pay for your plane ticket they yeah. put you up in a we stayed at a five-star resort we had a lot of our meals taken care of they took us out on a yacht they <sighs> You know, it, it's just, it always helps when you get spoiled and pampered a little bit. Is there know? any place you won't perform stand-up? Oh, God. Like, is there, would there be one place where somebody would, if they, like, you know, obviously, like you just mentioned, having it, uh, you know, be taken care of and there be an organized uh, way about the whole situation that's more enticing. But, like, what if somebody was like, yo, we're going to, I don't know, Cleveland? Space? Oh, space, yes. No, I would, I would, that'd be a good idea to You do feel it. like the person, not just because of your Rocketman affiliations, but that would be the first to really see if we could do that. Oh, I'd love to be the first guy to do it. If I, if I could get up in the space station yes. and, and do a routine, I'd do it. Remember a few years ago, some guy up there sang, uh, he pulled his guitar out and sang... Uh, Umbop by Hanson? No, no, he sang. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a. I think it was Major Tom by uh, by David Bowie. Oh, really? On it was the a, moon. It was a Canadian astronaut. He did it in the space station. Oh shit! Check on the internet again. He sang. Uh, he sang. Uh, Major Tom. This is Major Tom to ground control. I'm feeling very still, and I'm floating in a most Whoa. peculiar way. Yeah. So he did an incredible rendition. If you haven't seen it on the on YouTube, check it out. Chris Hadfield. Yeah. So looks like everybody's dad. Yeah. So he and he actually did a really cool version of it. And I thought, man, while I'd he's lo- floating, while he's floating, yeah, that's incredible. So I'd love to be the first stand-up comedian to float around and do oh, do a, a routine. Yeah, I mean, that that's historic, right? Yeah, that uh, would be fun. Why hasn't that? Uh, how would you have? You'd have to get. Obviously, 
NASA to sponsor that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's they're sending people up there that are trying to advance the human race, not go up and do like jokes about floating garbage bags. Okay. <laughs> Hey, there's a sea turtle up here in space floating. Yeah, everything floats in space, idiot. Oh, so I guess this one doesn't work. You know, you can't. Really, <laughs> yeah, you can't really do crowd work either. Yeah, I mean, not really. That's going to be another yeah. force of uh, nature type special. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it would be fun. Well, maybe when they fun. get the space force up there. Oh, I love space force. Yeah, yeah that's going to be. Uh, that's I happening. Love it. I love it. I yeah. think it's so cool. I've, I've had so many people like call me an idiot because I like it, you know? And yeah. I, I say to those people, you know, they go, I go, Space Force is such a cool thing. And they go, you're an idiot. You know, it's because they hate Trump, right? Yeah. So yeah. he could say, here's the cure for cancer. And they hate him. But, but I say to people who say that Space Force is stupid, I go, well, do you remember in World War One and World War Two when uh, we had a thing called the Air Force? You know, that one time there was no planes and there were no planes fighting in the air and then there were and we needed an air force. Yeah. Same with the oceans. At one time there were no submarines and battleships yeah. and then we needed the Navy. So space is definitely a new frontier. It's not even that new. We've been up there for, for decades, but it's becoming more and more technologically advanced. It's becoming more crowded. There's more people fighting to put things in space, which will, it will eventually include things with a military application. So, Fuck. so to think we don't need some kind of, you know, security in space eventually. Now today it may seem a little ludicrous. It's right. like, come on, but, but everything has to start somewhere. Yeah. And 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 it is getting more advanced. Look at SpaceX. Look at Elon Musk. Things are going up a oh, lot yeah. more often. There's a lot. There, you know. Back in the 70s, there was probably 30 satellites. Now there's probably 10,000 or more. Who yeah, knows? I think there's a lot of people that just have a lack of understanding. I think I'm one of them of just what is happening up there. And you immediately, I think a lot of people immediately just go to something like Star Wars and they go, oh, is that what we're going to be doing up there? Well, we and, will. Yeah. I mean, think about this, okay? 130 years ago, probably less, we were rolling across the planet in covered wagons. Wow. Uh, that's only 100, probably less than 130 years, maybe 120. Wow. Rolling around in covered wagons being pulled by by horses and, and with wagon wheels. And, and now o- and we, only th- and only 20 years ago we were animating tits outside of falling <laughs> right. mouse yeah, windows. Yeah, that's right. The the, 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 out, so, the outsiders. And now, you know, well now we've got we've got We've got vehicles operating on Mars right now, rovers. As we sit here and talk, there are yeah, there are crazy. there are vehicles roaming around on Mars. They're about to launch a. There are planes that float on water. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, yeah, the it's list goes ridiculous. On on. So if you don't think, if you don't have the foresight enough to think that space or the foreskin or the foreskin <laughs> to to think that space is going to be a big, you know, territorial fight yeah. in the near future, I mean. Your mind goes to Star Wars and and Star Trek, and you go, "Well, wait a minute." You know, Galaxy if, Quest. If you the Galaxy Quest, if you look back at all the movies of the fifties and sixties, the old Twilight Zone episodes and whatnot, which isn't that lo- the sixties and fifties, many of the comic books and many of the TV shows and movies were about someday we're gonna land on the moon. 
you know, man had never been to the moon. They thought it was so improbable yeah. that that was the that was the genesis of many science fiction movies and books and comics because they never they thought that we'll never go to the moon. And cut to we've been on the moon. They've landed on the moon. So every frontier gets conquered. And you know, if if you're gonna have security at a movie theater at a bank. At a bar, you're going to have a bouncer at the door. So, so you're going to leave a wild frontier like space, unmanaged, un, unpatrolled, unmonitored. So, yeah. so Space Force, to me, is actually very forward thinking. And it's cool. Just the name Space Force. Fuck yeah. How, why isn't that a TV show already? Yeah, it's got to be. There's got to yeah. be some sort of a... I mean, I guess... Well, Seth McCar- McFarlane had some space. Oh, yeah. What was that? I think it's still on. Um Shit, I don't know what it's yeah, called, yeah, but it is, yeah, but like it's a, a comedy. But there should be, I mean, I'd like to see, I don't know, something a little more, uh, I mean, I'd never watched Star Trek. Was it funny? I loved the first one, the, okay. the very original one with, with William Shatner. Yeah, uh, I like those I movies. It. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the movies so uh. much, but I loved I loved the original Star Trek because it, it was on TV at a time when TV was still in its infancy, sort of. Yeah. And it didn't placate or or talk down to the public. It was a it was a it was a, a show based on on space and science and and so they always used big words and they talked about real science and things like that. So they they never talked down to people and it was a very intelligent show and yeah. I always respected that. Yeah, you know. But but then they did the. The reboot of Star Trek with, with Picard and all that, and it, they kind of dumbed it down, and I felt it was it was too stupid. So you're Shatner over Picard always. Always, yeah. Have you met him? I have met William Shatner. Yeah, and he was nice. I, I actually interviewed him really quickly. I was doing a I was doing a thing up at Just for Laughs, where I was, I was hosting, and I had to interview all the comedians. So I had to yeah interview him real briefly, but. You know he's Canadian, so I'm always oh, I'm nice. always proud of I'm oh, always nice. proud of the Canadian guys that, and girls that that kind of break on through. There isn't uh, an immediate bond. Same, I think, for my uh, Christian faith, where it's sure, yeah. Where there's when Christian I see another, brotherhood, when yeah. I see another nun mm-hmm, walking the street mm-hmm, or coming out mm-hmm. of a j- Jamba Juice, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, sister, hi sis, hi sis. <laughs> Lo- love what you did in the Conjuring. <laughs> love those black eyes. But is there a, a similar bond with Canadians? Like, if you immediately find out if they're a good, if they're good. if I find out they're Canadian, I will <laughs> give them props to my homie, Captain James T. Kirk is Canadian, so I must give him props. Was he the first famous Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> the worst impression oh ever. If Shatner heard oh, that, I think it was that's who was in the window when the mice were falling. I think it was Shatner and. And Zsa 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 or somebody. Um, was he the first famous Canadian? You know, he was he was up there. You know who one of the first famous Canadians was? Who? In, in movie dumb and because movies preceded TV, obviously. Right. Can you, do you want to guess? It was, it was My a, first guess was going to be John Candy, but I think that's too. No, late. no, I'm talking. You, you said the first, so yeah. I'm being serious, like okay, going great. back. Yeah. Um, one of the earliest that I can remember that was famous. Boy. And you can double check it on the internet. But right. don't look yet. Okay. I want to see if you can guess it. Uh, it's a female. It's not a male. Sigourney Weaver. Nope. 
She's not Canadian? Nope. I thought Weaver was... Uh, Sigourney's American, bro. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Deep South. All right. Well, Cajun. score one for us. She's Cajun. Yeah. Is she really? Yeah. If you said her <coughs> name in the way it's supposed to be said, as a hideass, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> boy, I guarantee. How come there isn't a chain of Sigourney Weavers like there is Applebee's and Fridays? And I'm thinking more Victoria's Secrets, like Sigourney Weavers. Yeah. Or maybe a sewing store. I feel like weaving. Cover is... your beavers at Weavers. <laughs> All right. Cover your beaver with a Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. <laughs> Good one, bro. Oh, air high five. Air high. Me and Adam are sitting at opposite of our air high fiving. No commercials gotten pulled off the air faster. <laughs> Cover your beaver with a nice warm Sigourney Weaver. It's just the guy who sang the song in space. Um, it's uh, a female. All right. Uh, damn. And it it's a famous, big, famous, one of the earliest famous like blockbuster movies involving a creature. Oh, a- alien. No, no. dude, we're, I'm a creature. You said the first. So Godzilla. We, you got to go way. We're going fuck. way back oh. like Charlie Chaplin oh, country. Shit. Yeah, you're, you're in the 70s, bro. So, so we're looking at maybe we're looking at King Kong. Bingo, Fay Ray, I believe. Wow, that, that was the that was the first uh, girl that King Kong picked up. And no felt, way. Check on the Faye. internet. I think I think Fay Ray was her name and Canadian. Fay, but that was one of the early, you know, was. once the talking, and you know, I want to say, was she in King Kong? Was it Fay Ray? Fay Ray King Kong. Vina Fay Ray was a Canadian actress most noted for starring as Anne Darrow in the 1933 film King Kong. Right? That was the first King Kong. Oh, wait a second. No. Uh-oh. <clears throat> for star- okay. Well, she auditioned for the 1933 film King Kong, but was awarded the part of not Anne Darrow, but on Sorrow in the 1935 film uh, King Schlong. So oh, she, first porno. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> you son no. of a bitch. Uh, I for, can't accept for, that answer. <laughs> I must send you into space to get anally reamed by the Klingons. You will be power banged behind a Starfleet command ship uh, for four hours. When Shatner tells you you're about to be anally reamed, it doesn't sound as bad. I know. You will be anally reamed. <laughs> Dr. McCoy, bring the grease. We must... Anally Reem, the Klingon commander. And what about Harold Lloyd? I think Looking he might have been Canadian. I'm For some reason, that's in the back of my head. Was he Canadian? That's the famous guy who was hanging on the clock face. Remember the yep, there he silent... Is. <clears throat> was he Canadian? Harold Lloyd. Nicknamed Speedy? I guess. Harold Clayton Lloyd? Yeah. Died March 8th, 1971. Uh, was an American actor. No, 71. He would have died. Well, maybe if he was an actor in the... Is there a picture of the guy hanging on the clock? That old famous black and white? Yes. Okay, so I was wrong there. I was incorrect. I must get anally ringed immediately. (laughs) Nebraska native. He invented the modern action movie. Yeah. He was born in uh, 1893 in Burchard, Nebraska. Wow. He was the highest paid... uh, Actor for a minute. Well, Faye Ray then is, is the earliest Canadian star that I can think of. Gotcha. So you asked. I'm just. I'm. Just, I love it. 
Just throwing out the answers, Brohemius. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, watch the full special. What? Caramel Corn, the pub. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, kick damn. him in the kibble. Yeah. Oh, did you see it? So fucking funny, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Like, exceeded my expectations. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I didn't think the mouth was going to move as well as it did. Yeah. I didn't think... Uh, I just... I think I envisioned knowing that you were going to do it regardless, like the crowd being a little more... Um, uh, not as receptive as they were. Yeah. I thought maybe that was going to be the case, but Me it was going to be mixed, and it was going to be people slowly getting on board and then uh, and then having to just be like a cool thing that you did, but like... Man, it seemed like a like any other killer special, and people oh, were watching you. the crowd work, and everyone just seemed way <laughs> into it. Yeah, and, I, and that made it more fun to watch because when you did cut to people in the crowd, and you were doing crowd work with them, uh, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, there's no extra filter in your head to try to do it as the as uh, as caramel corn is there? Because when you're asking a guy, he's I think he said he cleans houses. Yeah, and then you're like, how much to clean a dog house? Or right. Something? Yeah, yeah. Well, just to set it up, like my latest special, I because people are probably going, who the hell's Caramel Corn? What are yeah. you talking about dogs for? My latest stand-up comedy special is yes. called Caramel Corn, the pug, kick him in the kibble. <laughs> and I did the whole hour as a dog. Yes. Streaming now on Amazon. Amazon Prime, yeah. And I, I have this crazy pug mask, this dog mask that covers my whole head. And I thought, I'm going to do my whole special as this dog. And like you were talking about, I was I was just as scared, wondering if they would come on board. So we shot it in front of 600 people in a theater with like eight or nine cameras. And it was covered really well. It was covered really well. And I had never done it for more than five minutes. I, I just That's to test so it. Crazy. I only did it for five minutes, about four or five times. Was that intentional, or just you got a, a feel for it at that? It's point? It's just I didn't have the balls to do it for longer <laughs> than five minutes because yeah. I thought it would peter out as well. I thought uh, they're not going to. It's one thing to watch a guy in a dog mask do stand up for five minutes. It's like okay, it's kind of funny, it's silly, but for an hour, I yeah. thought for sure I was going to lose them because they say about twelve minutes is usually the retention time for people. And so I thought it was going to drop off, but man, they stayed with me like the whole hour. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. So I was really happy that they, they enjoyed it. And so if you, so watch, you didn't even workshop the material at, I mean, the hour. You just got everything you did. Yeah, it just, just I, I, I mixed in. <clears throat> I did my act that I'd been working on right. for a number of years. Yeah. You know. So I knew the material was solid, but I also weaved in a little bit of dog-themed stuff yeah. just to just to kind of give it a little Keep flavor it because it was a dog. But the whole act isn't dog jokes. Yeah, I which thought, is great. I thought that would get boring. I, <clears throat> yes. I kind of played it just like he's another working comic on on the stand-up circuit. And so this was his special. It was his first special. And he's he got went a point out. of view. Yeah. And so, and so I went out and did it, and, uh, and I was really really amazed and really happy that people went along for the ride so if you want to see a very kind of different type of stand-up comedy special check out on amazon prime you can rent it or buy it caramel corn the pug kick them in the kibble <laughs> and it's it's yours you truly that? underneath the mask doing my thing oh man and all the pre-interview stuff was great oh like, yeah you just yeah. backstage that kind of set up too that like it was nice to see Instead of just opening with him immediately on yeah. stage, it was cool to see like tells his story a yeah. little bit, like how he's been working up to this special like yeah. any other comic. Yeah, 
And it was fun too. Like that was the other thing that was a big mystery, improvising with the crowd. That was something I didn't really do when I was experimenting. And so to to get down in the crowd's face and to be interacting with a crowd member as this character and to see people just buying into it and going with it was really <laughs> fascinating to me. And, yeah. and, and uh, it was just, it was really fun. Did man. it get hot in that mask? Oh, it was bo- boiling hot because... His costume was the mask, which covered my whole head and was covered with fur, and then a turtleneck sweater with a wool blazer on it. So I might as well have been out there in a skidoo suit, you know? I mean, it was was crazy, but I just, I committed to it. Did you go out in the uh, lobby after as Carmichael? Yeah, afterwards I went out and like took pictures and hugged people, and yeah, it it was really fun. Was there anyone like... You know, just so baked and just thought you were a real dog and was like freaking out. <laughs> no, but there was one there's one moment in the special when I'm improvising and and I ask a guy, I go, What do you do, bro? And he goes, Oh, I work in the cannabis business. And I'm like, I'm like, Are you high right now? Because you're probably thinking I'm watching a fucking dog do comedy, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, no, no, nobody uh, wanted their money back. Uh, did the, um, did the response make you go, all right, well, like, you know, because you're always trying to do something different, which is what I love. And, and I think, you know, you definitely get a good enough response each time for you to, like, keep those wheels churning. Yeah. So it's like it didn't make you immediately go, all right, what other what other animals haven't uh, gotten their day <laughs> yeah, right, on the right. stage? Yeah. Or, or did, it, uh, did you immediately, like, have another idea spawn from this? Or does it, you kind of let things like this happen organically and not sit down and try to think of like something to yeah well what happened is i had so much fun doing it and the stuff in the green room where you saw me with our buddy court mccowan just kind of he was in there with me acting like he was just my buddy which he is in real (laughs) life and i realized it just felt so natural that when i finished the special i went home and i wrote a a half hour pilot for for sitcom starring caramel corn oh my god where he's a he's a touring comedian and it's just about oh the trials and tribulations God. of, and then if I ever sell it, I want to have like all my stand-up comedy buddies be guest stars on it and be part of his. Dude, just ha- like and acting like he's in the scene, like yeah, not just, just... You, you, there's no nod to he's a dog, even though he is, and people talk about it and he talks about it, but it it's not like you're a mutant. It's just like it's almost like you know someone born with a big birthmark or someone who's yeah. got giant glasses or yeah. someone. Not to be cruel in any way, but sometimes you'll see entertainers who have a physical disability or yeah. something, and you just you go, okay, great. Yeah. So, so they have cerebral palsy or they're blind, right? We 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 know comics like that, and right. you just accept it, right? And so that was kind of my my mindset with Carmel Corn is okay. This guy was born with the features of a dog. He's just a comedian dog. Yeah, so it hasn't been done that. Also, that type of a world would be fun to put him in because yeah. You know, it's again, I also think, too, that like, you know, I'm dying up here is really the only show that I think has attacked um, uh, or at least tried to expose the stand up comedy world in a while. I can't think of any others. And to see a, you know, a young, fun, fresh take like you, you know, you'd obviously probably want some of the elements of how tough it gets for and and seeing Carmel Corn go through, you know, some of the trials and tribulations anyone does in the comedy field. But 
but keeping it on the lighter side, right? Oh yeah, it would be totally silly. Like in the opening scene of the movie, I have him, you know, waking up in a cheap motel with a with a chick beside him yeah. in the bed, and you know, he starts scratching and humping, and you know, all the all that stuff that a dog would do, but it's still a guy, you and, know. And maybe some other comedian finds out that they were, you know, <laughs> yeah, they shared the same girl or something. Yeah. So he's cute. You know, curious if he got something from Caramel Corn. He's yeah, like, exactly. No, exactly. Clean, dude, I got all my shots a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some ticks in my pube. Um, you know, but anyway, I would definitely play it light. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't love the uh, I don't love the portrayal of comedy as being this big, dark, like depressing. Like to me, that just rubs me the wrong way. I, I, I wish people would. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a lot of comedians' reality. I don't know. But I wish people would perpetrate the more fun, jovial, yeah. like uplifting spirit of comedy versus always, oh, it's a bunch of drug addicts and depressed people with father issues <laughs> and they're all broken. You know, it's, it's almost to the point now where this, this myth has been perpetrated so much in, in, on comedians that... You know, uh, you'll find if you try to go out on a date now, like girls go, oh, you're a comedian. Oh, yeah, I hear you guys are really dark. Yeah, and how many times you thought about killing yourself? Yeah, and it's like, shut Jesus, up. Like, yeah. if we'd gone on a date, we would have had a great time. I'm a lot of fun, <laughs> yeah. you know? But but I hate, like, I don't know who keeps, like, every documentary I ever see about stand-up comedy. Yeah. I almost feel like comedians have bought into their own myth and I'll watch a documentary about comedy, and it's the comedians are, yeah, we're dark, we're we're all broken, we're all we're all moody, and I'm like, shut up! Like it almost sounds like they're rehearsing a script. I you know. know it doesn't seem real. I, I feel like they've almost been conjoled yeah. into saying this stuff, and it, it's not it's not the experience. Like you, for example, you're one of the, like most upbeat, friendly guys I know, regardless of being a comedian. Yeah. And do I think that there's days when Adam is moody or gets depressed? Yeah, same way my sister and my dad and my cousin do. Yeah, you know, I'm but a person. Yeah, and well, you're a Christian. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it's like that somehow this this whole like this whole thing about woe is me and comedians. Like, I do these, it to need attention because I didn't get yeah, any. There might be some of those cases out there, yeah. but I think those are way. I know. Less I got frequent. into it just to hear someone laugh and be yeah. an idiot and have fun and fun. put a smile on their face. Like yep. that's. But oh, it, it bugs me all this darkness surrounding comedy. Shouldn't be a dark place. I mean, people are jokes going can be for dark. an escape too. Yeah. So it's like they don't want to. Uh, necessarily especially in these times i think really yeah. go to to hear i mean look you know then there's so much of it on tv with shows that are trying to take what's happening or even take dark stuff and spin it so yeah. uh, but i don't know also i just feel like you know unless there is a, a and there are some people that brilliantly take some of the shit they've been through and make it funny but yeah. i also feel like i don't know people i, I personally if I, when I go to a comedy club and and if I'm watching other comics, I'm less attracted to, um, you know, just stuff that could be portrayed as like a bit of a downer material versus yeah. silly fun stuff. You know, yeah. stuff just to make you laugh it and not. Uh, well, it's funny because when I was hard. a kid, it's like comedy was Jerry Lewis and Don Knotts oh, yeah. and, and even Don Rickles, even though he was edgy, he was always upbeat and silly <laughs> and funny and and Dom DeLuise. And like like when you when you saw comedians, you thought of funny and happy and 
make me laugh you know yeah. and, and now it's it's kind of like this alcohol pills this uh, you know it's it's like kind of got this dark edge that that baffles me a little bit well but. i think some of these documentaries too even the history of comedy have you watched any of that i saw CNN? a little bit of it even that has like a whole section of just like uh highlighting amazing you know uh comedians that you know, ended up uh, overdosing or whatever, you know, yeah. Farley and Belushi and Robin Williams. And, and so it does spend a little more time investigating that side of like what was going on with them. But it's like, but these guys were more like actors, you know, they were more like in, in, in stand up. Yeah. Stand up yeah, comedy right. in particular is what, what I'm talking about. Like this, this kind of whitewash over stand up comedians. Yeah. But, you know, I think if you're a successful actor and a superstar like Belushi and Farley, that that to me isn't the stand-up world. Yeah, that's you're right. A, that's a different world. Yeah. And 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 why aren't they saying, well, what about that world? That's the dark world yeah. there. You know, like how do you how do you still uh, do you think about when you still get on stage now? Like, do you ever have flashbacks to when you first started and thinking about just do you do you still get on stage with the same amount of like, oh fuck yeah, I get to go up tonight? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I. I go up all the time. Yeah. If I was tired of doing it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because if, if you think about it, it's it's a lot of pressure. It's time. It's at night where you might not want. You've already spent your day. You might not want to be going out. It's, yeah. It's it's coming up with new stuff. It's it's a lot of things. So so the fact. I mean, tonight I think I have three shows tonight. You know, and that Fuck. that's after my racquetball league. You know, like. Yeah. I, I literally go from racquetball. I'll play like seven games, like hardcore in the league. Damn! Don't have time for a shower. I just throw like my Adidas jacket on, and yeah. I go right from the racquetball court, put a baseball hat on to cover my sweat, and go on stage. <laughs> it's amazing. Holy shit! But you know, if I didn't like doing stand up, I would go home and have a shower and order uh, Domino's. You yeah. know what I mean? Domino's, by the way, who just came out with a commercial saying if there's a pothole in the street on the way to where they're delivering, yeah, call them and they'll cover it up. Wow! Step your game up, Pizza Hut. Where's yeah. your? We'll come suck you off in the shower. I don't know. I mean, I'm spitballing, but some sort of an upgrade. Well, you, you know, got to stay competitive. You know what would be even better? I'm not better. joking, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm thinking now that you're saying that even better, now that pot's legal, some of these pot companies should come and fill the potholes with pot. <laughs> and then everyone can sit around the hole and light it, and it'd be like a com communal bong, you know? <laughs> and then I the must get stoned before my anal reaming i have to loosen up my log ride channel so that when the koala flies out i <laughs> please fasten your seat belt for walt's last movement <laughs> yeah that uh although i feel like there's people that are going to be like hey man enough with fixing the city roads yeah. just get me my fucking garlic knots on time <laughs> my <laughs> you know? garlic knots oh my god i got a doctor that can help you with that <laughs> garlic knot as if yeah i feel comfortable talking about it there's publicly. a lot of those weird freight like bear claws <laughs> garlic knots yeah what are, the, what are some of the cinnamon other cinnamon twists twists and yeah. claws and what's knots and, yeah what's with the, the the flavor shapes yeah moose knuckle <laughs> is that no the weaver beaver yeah the, the weaver it's a gorny weaver the sugary weaver beaver. oh god yum <laughs> yum what did uh, Jimmy Fallon say about the special? Did he watch it? 
Uh, no, the Tonight be, Show. No, Jimmy, I, I went on the Tonight Show, but he couldn't watch it because I used the Tonight Show to launch it. That's right. So it, it, it that was awesome, by the way. You were telling me that you were trying to get it all locked up for that. Yeah, that was great that that was that time. That out worked like that. out great. So so uh, so I went on Jimmy Fallon. I guess this was about three weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I announced it. it was it was so cool to be able to announce something on a, yeah. on that type of platform. Yeah, you know? people went nuts too. That was cool. He is so good at like just facilitating oh. like an announcement like that and, oh. and giving. But you could tell too the way you kind of did it. And but he set it up. He, he was kind of like, oh, oh there's a there's a, it's coming out right now. And and oh man, and you oh oh you know. And it was just like yeah. it was awesome. That, it, that, it was it. great. He held up. We had a big like placard made with yeah. a picture of caramel corn on it, and <laughs> yeah. he he kept holding it up. And he seemed so genuinely entertained by. Oh that, yeah, that was ha- that was the thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He he loved it. He loved it. And uh, have and you he, known him for a minute? Yeah. Well, Jimmy, believe it or not, back in the day, opened for me a few times. Wow. Yeah, and he was always great. You don't and forget we, that. I don't think. It's funny. I we don't forget that, and he doesn't forget it. That's so every, saying, yeah. every time I've I, I've done his show twice, but both times I've done his show, <laughs> after I was on, you know, you go to a commercial and then you come back. Yeah. In the commercial, both times I was there, he talked to the audience about me, and he goes, he goes, guys, uh, Har- Har- I can't do the impression yeah, yeah, as yeah. good as no, you, but yeah. Harlan's so funny. Uh, you know, I used to. Uh, we worked together, and I was opening for him at the Ice House in Pasadena, and uh, it was Valentine's Day, and I'll never forget. It's so funny. He, uh, you know, I did this whole set, and I went out, and we, it was all about Valentine's, and, you know, all this stuff about love and romance, and I got a big round of applause, and I left the stage, and then Harlan walked out, and first line out of his mouth, uh, you know, totally serious, he goes, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My girlfriend was just killed by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, <laughs> and then and then he didn't mention it for the rest of the whole set <laughs> and i did do that but it makes me laugh oh that he remembers God. that <laughs> and then jimmy and i had um what's that movie uh is it almost famous yeah the, the he mo- was in yeah the music one with uh, kate hudson and uh, about the band yeah the he kid. wasn't in it jimmy was yeah he was oh he was yeah, in it uh, briefly though oh that's yeah he was the manager yes Oh my God, that's even more ironic. Okay, because I forgot he was in it. Yeah. But me and Jimmy had an almost famous um, night once. It was so weird when I saw that oh, movie. Weird. We did a university together, and it was an outdoor thing. They did it out in the courtyard of the university, and so it was it was me and Jimmy doing. You know, we did. It was like a co-headliner, so we yeah. did forty-five minutes each, and then afterwards, it's like, you know, we just kind of got mobbed. And we got taken to like this big uh, shindig party at some fancy place. And then we got taken to another place. And then some college kids took us back to their place. They had a frat with a pool table. It was like all night we were just going to the... And it it felt like that movie. Like me and Jimmy were just kind of... I was the guy from like something about Mary and Half Baked and all my movies. And he was... He was the guy from SNL. Holy and, shit! And we we just had people around us and girls and people offering us weed and drinks and just like we were just it was such Living a memorable best. night. You know, wow. it, was, it was so fun because we were just 
we were just kind of the fo- focus. I mean, it wasn't in a conceited way. It was just kind of really fun, cool energy. Yeah, but you were, and you, but you were taking like the opportunity to yeah. live in that moment. We were taking and do the opportunity, and we were, you know, sometimes when you're when you're after a show, you just kind of want to hide away. Yeah. You're like, but for some reason, me and Jimmy just had a really good energy, and we were like, let's just wherever people want to take us tonight, we're gonna go. And I remember we stayed out to like three, four in the morning, oh, yeah. and we we just. Last place we ended up was at a frat house, and there were people passed out on the floor. <laughs> and me and Jimmy are drinking beers yeah. and playing pool and flirting, and oh, and everyone's just like loving having you around. Yeah, like, it was just it was like just a really fun night of good natured cheer and celebration, and fuck, that's it was awesome. really fun. It was one of my fond memories of hanging out with Jimmy. Yeah, we had a blast. Was that uh, was he doing his, a lot of? Um, guitar stuff yeah he did he did uh that night he did a whole he did a big take on come on eileen he got the whole crowd singing it and and it was really funny because me and jimmy were you know we we were kind of never out of kind of eyesight or earshot we'd always like be checking in and going over and hanging out then we'd drift apart and like we were just it was almost like we're like this weird team that night yeah real uh chemistry and looking out for each other yeah we were just we we're just this this entity and everyone was kind of we were like the queen ants and everyone was swarming around and it was really fun it was really not in a pompous way but just a real fun and even the people around us it wasn't like oh all bow down they were just having fun yeah. with us you know it was, it was really cool it was well, a special night I, I firmly believe that like you know there's that's a two-way street like you have to be around people that are you know being cool enough yeah. to like you know fan out but obviously mm-hmm. like keep it Keep it cool. Yeah. But then also, like, that's a reflection of you and Jimmy that are, like, once people, I think, do see that, like, oh, you guys are willing to hang, and then, like, you know, 12 seconds into a chat, you're like, oh, these guys are cool as fuck, and they just want to hang, too. Then I think people lower their guard a little bit and go, all right, I'm not, I'm going to be less maybe aggressive for uh, a photo or or whatever it is, because I want them to stay, and they're just trying to hang, and and they're really no different from me other than being uh you know super fucking famous yeah so many people probably trying to get you to smoke though with you right if that's oh yeah yeah probably oh yeah i mean yeah yeah always but uh but it was cool with with jimmy because the last time i did his show i just did stand up Mm -hmm. and this time i just did panel yeah and it was really cool because i've done all the late night shows from letterman to leno to kimmel to conan all of them yeah you know and Jimmy, it was my first time doing panel with him. He was probably the most like, he's probably the one I eased into the easiest out of all of them after wow. all these years. He was so affable and so like just kind of charming and nice and kind of like I, I, with the other ones, to be honest, I, there's always this level of nervousness, you know, but with Jimmy was so like kind of smooth and, and nice and I, I just kind of felt felt really natural being beside him like i almost felt like i was with an old buddy you know whereas when when i do the other ones i feel like oh i'm with the big tv host and jimmy is a big tv host but but there was something about his mannerism that just really made me very relaxed and it was we had a blast so it was fun that's awesome yeah Yeah. i i mean doing stand-up obviously seems like the best but like i if i were you i'd be like oh i gotta do panel every time because there's nobody (laughs) doing what you're doing on the panel <laughs> thanks man <laughs> you know i love doing panel when I, you did the family um 
uh, <laughs> did, about the twenty. What was it? The twenty three me or the DNA test? You said you just did. Oh yeah, ancestry dot com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just seeing like Jimmy too. Like <laughs> I mean, all the hosts respond accordingly when you're just being like so fucking bonkers. But he was so like hilariously just in it when you're like, yeah, I found out my. Uh, Grandpa's my dad. What is that? I don't my grand my my grandmother is my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you fucking lost it. It was so hilarious. Oh yeah, it was it was really fun. So, um, so you uh, and I don't know if you can publicly say this, but uh, you had you had Chinese food um, not too long ago. Yeah, and uh, you got a fortune cookie that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but. Uh, uh, I will. I mean, that's what podcasts are for, to yeah, dig to, deep, to dig deep and <laughs> throw open the mud flaps. Yeah. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> um, I must get reamed. I, um, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you know, I, 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 I'm a believer in the mystical, you know, I, I like, I like the concept that there's things out there that we can't explain that, you know, you know, there's chance, there's fortune, there's faith, there's yeah. destiny. And it's hard to find in today's kind of corporate world. And yeah. one of the last kind of bastions of that to me is, believe it or not, I don't know if I'm an idiot for believing in it, is fortune cookies. Like yeah. I feel like it's just that little piece of magic. Yeah, a you little, get at the a food little court. mystery saying that like yeah. also comes with no strings attached. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the chow mein or maybe the strings, but not really the cookies <laughs> yeah. on its own yeah. plate. Usually, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like a. It's after you've ordered everything. It's yeah. like, hey, there's all everything you got. And then yeah. when you're done with that, and when it's settled in your stomach and yeah. made its home for the next two weeks, yeah. here's a little co- here's a little something here's after. Here's a little something. A yeah. li- a little, Send you on your way. A little, a little char- snake charm or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so I always look so forward to getting those, and they're always delightful. Sometimes they're 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 off, and sometimes they're they kind of resonate. You're yeah. Like, oh wow, you know. Sometimes they're. They make no sense. Like, oh, you're gonna go meet a big dark stranger or something. But, but I had one recently as a at Panda Express, and I think I opened it on my Instagram. Yeah, I can pull that. I, do you yeah. want to? I, if oh, you don't mind, I little, can just pull up sure, the, the video because this we're was talking uh, about it. This, um, you know, I, it. Uh, well, I'm super excited. Guess who went out for Chinese food last night? Yours truly, and one of my favorite things about the Chinese food is the little fortune cookie you get at the end. I always, I don't know, I just believe in this stuff, you know? It's its in a world where everything's so calculated and we know, you know, the news and the blah, the bad news. This gives me a little bit of mystique, and so let's open it up and see what it says. What's that say? Hey, Harland, go eat a nice giant slice of fuck-off pie. Still hurts, bro. Go eat a nice giant slice. Come on. It still hurts, yeah. yeah, I don't, that's... I don't know if that's a, a, a slip up on Panda Express's. Is that? I don't know. I is just, that a new thing they're doing, or is that? I feel like it was geared at me. It was the Earth <laughs> telling me to, you know, f off, and that uh, maybe hurts that you brought that up. But whatever, uh, you know, it's a podcast. To, trying to dig deep, you know. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of pods will go there. Yeah, <laughs> Katie, Katie Couric won't even go there. Yeah, it's funny that the the the. Uh, 
I actually printed up in a, my printer that that little saying, <laughs> and I cut it to the exact size. And I took my tweezers out of my travel kit and I stuffed it <laughs> in the fortune cookie well, and then was... put it back in the bag. And then I cracked it. It was just silly the lengths I go to for a stupid Instagram. Yeah, but guess what? Help sell it. Yeah. If you just uh, not go through all that and be like, look what I got. And yeah. just hold it up after. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, you know, it was fun that it was in there. Did you enjoy that little skit? I loved it. Aw, tender tears. <laughs> tears are not enough. <laughs> what were you doing with Snoop? I saw that on oh, your Instagram yeah, Snoop. too. Oh, yeah, Snoop. Oh, Snoop. I was, I was recently, uh, I did a rewrite on a feature film. I was asked to do a rewrite on a feature film. It was an animated feature called Trouble that's coming out soon. Awesome. And uh, they also asked me to do some voice, uh, some voices on the on the movie, and the movie's about a bunch of dogs. You know, a bunch of it's about a bunch of dogs on the loose, and and so one of the characters in our movie is Snoop Dogg. Oh he, my he, god! He was hired to do do a voice as he's a dog. He's a dog. He's a Doberman Pinscher. How yeah. come that hasn't happened yet? I know it's great. So so. We went in because I wrote his lines. They wanted me to be in there and kind of sort of direct them when he when he was reading. <laughs> That's amazing. And then also a lot of his lines were with my character too. So I was sort of directing them and we were reading together. And that was super fun. But was what was really fun, like just out of the blue, I asked him, I don't know how it came up, but I love The Doors. And I asked Snoop Dogg, I said, do you, are you a fan of the doors and he says oh yeah man and and we started it no one recorded but we started singing riders on the storm together that was kind Shut of a thrill like fuck. snoop dogg the rapper and then me and we were saying riders on the storm ding, ding, ding. and he started like snapping and doing his you know it was like it was just really cool you know just to be singing singing a rock legend's music jim morrison with another rock legend snoop dogg which are two kind of polar yeah, opposite colliding. yeah and it was just and, and was uh, it easy to direct uh well i just kind of directed the lines that i had written for him right but, but uh there was another director there who was directing as well but oh yeah he was great he was he was you know it was it was a blast it was fun like, did you have to say, "Hey, could you put a little like a little more Snoop on this one," or is he just all Snoop all the time? No, there were well, there were times when like we, fizzle it up a little bit, fizzle like, the jizzle and <laughs> snarzle the garzle, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's it, it, it's like any anyone reading. You know, you could tell people tweak this a little or go up on this or go down. Yeah, and yeah, he he was great, man. And then what's really cool is they they got him to write a rap song for the movie. So oh, in the movie, he, he's uh, he's singing a rap song as a dog. As a dog. For the so. first time ever. Is it? Snoop I don't know. Animated as a dog, I've never seen it. Yeah. So so it, it, it was really cool. And he was a, such a super nice guy, like really fun to be around. And so, yeah. Isn't that what's so fucking crazy about our business is like, there's just things like that that you never, like you never thought you'd be. <laughs> I mean, you I, well, actually, I know that you have, I can say this, that you've texted me a lot of late nights being like, will I ever meet Snoop? Yeah, you know, I know. And then tender, it finally happened. Tender hearts, you know. Oh, tender tear. <laughs> and if tears, my... <laughs> tears are not enough. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like that's. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. that to me is like t that. Those things can still 
Oh, it is weird. Yeah, you just never know who you're going to work with or who's going to pop up. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, he should definitely make an appearance on Puppy Dog Pals, no? At some point? Well... You know, I've tried to get <clears throat> some. That? I've tried to get some more like edgy performers yeah. to do voices, and and because it's a kid show, I think Disney's very, uh, very little. You know, they're Even very cautious. Smoke, I, I tried to get Andrew Dice Clay in there. I tried to get. You <sighs> oh my know, god, as a dog. <laughs> as a dog, and <laughs> oh I, I, I was talking about getting Chappelle on there, and you know, people like that. But I, I think they're a little. They're a little. You know, leery of of the, any connection to anything too too edgy with with a kid show. By the way, maybe that's something you can just write. Like, did you ever see Homeward Bound? Yeah, I mean, maybe a new Homeward Bound yeah. with Dice, Snoop, and Chappelle, and you. Homie Bound, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with Sigourney Weaver as the fur, <laughs> and you as the Christian priest. <laughs> This way, my children. This way. Oh, too this soon. Way. This way, my children. There Let's go. I ra- must get the lube for the anal weaving. The first rabbi priest. Yeah. The reest. The reest. <laughs> oh, my the God. The weave. The Sigourney weave. <laughs> uh, you're uh, going to Canada soon with Tom Green, yeah? Yeah, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Is that a first time pairing for a show? No, no. Me and Tom have worked uh, a number of times okay. over the years, but we're going to uh, the last stop in Calgary, Alberta. It's, I think they're having their 30th or 35th anniversary at, at the amazing. comedy club up there. And because Tom and I are Canadian, I yeah. guess they wanted to, to bring bring a couple of the homeboys back and so uh, tom and i are doing uh, calgary alberta i think it's mid-september the, nice. the 13th i think the 13th the 4th somewhere in there check check my website harlowilliams.com yeah. but uh yeah i love working with tom i just had dinner with tom last night and we just we have such a fun time hanging out that's and, awesome yeah he's is he great gonna, is he gonna be uh at the pool yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, have a little barbecue okay. this nice. weekend. Are you yeah. coming up? I am. I'll be oh, there good. the whole time. Yeah. Good. Awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, having a summer barbecue. Can you believe summer's running out, bro? I'm not a fan of it. Oh, I'm not a fan. I, summer I, can go eat some witch hazel <laughs> off of my Sigourney Weaver. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Is it? Do you have a favorite season, though? Oh, man. I, I really, We kind of lose them being out here. Yeah. Right? I, I always love the summer. Yeah. I, I love it when you can... You know, that's the beauty about being a guy. You can just run around with your shirt off, jump in your car shirtless, yeah. you yeah. know? I wish girls would get the clue. <laughs> can you even say that now? Yeah. I know, right? Can, can I, you even say, I wish girls would drive topless? Dude, it's like... Every, it's, it's Everyone's so sensitive now. I watched... They, they re, had to recut uh, Star Wars. They can't say, uh, use the force anymore. Now, now uh, Obi Wan goes, Luke, use the most politically correct means at your disposal, Luke. You can't say force. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Pretty Every- cray cray play play. <laughs> can you even say that? Yeah, you can. You can't. Even have fun you rhymes? Can't. No, that's done too. <laughs> I uh, I actually got arrested uh, about three weeks ago. It was what? my own fault. I held the door open for a woman. Um, and- <laughs> That's great. It's 2018, bro. 2018. Get with it or get out the hot seat. Yeah, the hot wings. Grab a weaver and get down to the creek for this summer. <laughs> the creek. Did you say the creek? <laughs> the creek. Oh, the creek. I thought you said the creek. Creek. Everything's a play on weaver cleaver. 
Beaver Cleaver Weaver. Sigourney Beaver the Cleaver Beaver Weaver. Cleaver. <laughs> from, from the makers of Sigourney Weaves comes the Beaver Cleaver. Yeah. Weaver's Beaver Cleaver. They have to sell those there. That's oh, how you yeah. trim it up. That's how you keep it clean. God. She's always been clean. Who? Sigourney? <laughs> no, no, the other entrepreneur yeah. from Alien. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming by. Yeah, bro. This was a blast. Oh, always, always, um, I'll see you at the BBQ. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Caramel Corn, The Pug, Kick Him in the Kibble, I cannot advocate for a... I've watched a lot of specials in the last year, and um, this is one of a few that I've watched all the way through. Oh, thanks, yeah. dude. And it's thanks. hilarious on top of, you know, come on, you get an extra bonus that it's something so different. But then all the comedy is still there. Oh, you know? thanks, man. Yeah, Thank killer. You. Thank and you, uh, Puppy Dog Pals is still rocking and jamming. Yeah, we got our third season. They they, they ordered a third season. So yeah, they're going to order excited. all the seasons. How many eps in this third season? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I think I think f- minimum fifty, but maybe more. Holy so shit. yeah, yeah, it's really people are loving the Puppy Dog Pals. It's oh yeah, crazy. And the toys. It's like one last thing. Ever. It's it's so bizarre because every, almost every time i go on like shopdisney.com and type in puppy dog pals like there's a new like last week there was a puppy dog pals watch now there's like what? a beach towel now oh, there's pajamas stop. now there's it, it just it's it after, blows my mind after yeah. third season too like yeah. that's that only i feel like that's when any show really goes yeah. up a notch right like, that's probably true yeah because and, now too like it's i don't know people are, you know new fans are going to go back and get those last yeah. two seasons and then well the funny thing is season two hasn't even started airing yet we're still oh. we're still in season one so season when two season two come out i don't have a specific date but i think sometime within the next like three or four months wow and then Would you press for it oh yeah i'll do press that's yeah. awesome yeah 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 so Fuck, yeah it's, it's really cool it's really well, cool. do they run those toys and merch things by you or is it just like you kind of no nope. somewhere it's like no nope. they, they, they well the disney's so big they have they have so many f- outlets and they're they're licensing it all over the world and there's so many things from water bottles to phone cases to pillow slips to throw towels to plastic t- i mean it's it, go on oh, the, the site you'll see it's it's crazy um by the way if you want to um if you have kids and you like puppy dog pals i yeah. started a twitter page called at puppy dog at puppy pals bob puppy yes, pa- bob is the owner yeah. of the of the puppy dog pals and uh it's just a page where fans can share pictures and peep video of their kids playing with the toys and oh, it's, that's awesome. it's really great people send me videos of their their children watching the show or playing with their toys and, and what's so really sweet. funny is a lot of people send me videos of their dogs watching the show i guess dogs what? dogs can you know they can see shapes and whatever so a lot of people their dogs jump up and down when the puppy dog pal like real dogs are watching this show it's ridiculous dude it, that's more heartwarming than a kid watching it. i know it is is it's, that it's crazy bizarre. and and they, they you can see them like reacting to the dogs moving and jumping it's, it's really wild so holy shit yeah, i know it, it that was something i didn't expect and one last thing that i no, please i didn't expect which was really moving is a lot of people, parents, have reached out to me through my fan page and and whatnot, and they've written me these very heartwarming emails 
where a lot of people have like autistic children or have yeah. children that for whatever reason aren't connecting or don't talk or don't communicate with their family or their parents. These are y little kids. Yeah. And I've had quite a number of parents send me letters saying, Dear Harland, our child doesn't connect. We think he or she's autistic or they are autistic or something's not Something's firing. Up, they haven't figured it yep. out yet. And they go, when your show comes on, Puppy Dog Pals, our kids start talking. They start singing. They start looking at us. They start... And I'm just like, some of these emails have almost reduced me to tears. Yeah, and, and it's like, obviously, this is not something I expected to hear. Like, it was, it'd be okay if it was one or two, but I've had quite a few people make those emails. And it, it's just been, boy, talk about a, a gratifying feeling knowing that a silly little cartoon is, is, is breaking through some kind of barrier in a child's brain so that he or she can connect not just with the show but with people and the family it, it's been really dude that really is amazing yeah amazing yeah yeah because yeah. you don't make it with the intention of that being no the outcome never even entered my mind <laughs> like you know it's like let's make a fun yeah sweet show that's got yeah. something for everybody and yeah. the fun characters and it was yeah so, so that was just something i thought i'd share that I, I thought shit, was Har. pretty amazing yeah it's pretty what, cool. now i want to ask this is there like a, maybe a, an extra level of I don't know what to say responsibility, but like uh, just um, interest in maybe trying to do. I mean, I don't know if you would have like, you know, the them stumble upon an autistic kid and have there be some sort of, you know, uh, interaction uh, between the pups and him, something to highlight that for these people that are oh like do a study it. on it or something yeah or just or? like but just have that be involved in the storyline yeah it, you know just to I, kind of like. Well, you know, it, I, I don't even know if you... Oh, you mean like do an episode where you're actually talking about that? Or yeah, something? just addressing, huh. you know. It's, it's an interesting... I, again, never thought of it because it yeah. just came out of left field. So it's, it's just kind of... I almost don't know what to think, but but maybe there is something there. I don't know. It's, it's, I might be getting too heady about it, though, you know. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the fact just is the fact that, that just, like just that, that the, the, the visuals and the music and everything is, is causing these kids to, to come out of their shell is, is almost... The, the 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 recipe in itself yes. you know so but uh, you know i i have wondered if 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 it you know this is maybe too far reaching but i thought i wonder if if they'll ever like kind of maybe do a little study on it to see why that particular but then i probably imagine there's other shows that probably have that cause kids to react that way i'm, I'm sure. sure it's not unique but anyways it's something i wasn't planning for that really i f was really a kind of a beautiful little magical extra so dang man yeah so there you go well in um in season three if uh if if homie bound doesn't get written maybe maybe the pups can be watching homie bound on homie tv bound, yeah. voiced by dice clay Chappelle, myself <laughs> And maybe I don't know, Polly Shore <laughs> as the Homie as Weaver's Beaver. <laughs> it always comes back to that warm, cuddly place. Sigourney Weaver's Cleaver. Uh, we'll be talking about that tomorrow for sure. Uh, yeah. The Harlan Highway is a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Over how many episodes? I'm coming up on one thousand. Yeah, the I, I think fuck? I'm like thirty away from one thousand. What are you gonna do for that thousandth? It might be the final one. What? Yeah, I'm. 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 Yeah, 
You're I've, slammed with so many other amazing endeavors right now. Yeah. Well, I've done a lot, and 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 my podcast has not, let's say, rocketed to the top of the charts. It's it's something I love to do. Yeah. And either I'm not good at getting it out there, or people just don't like it enough. But it's There's just so it's, much shit too, you know. Yeah, but but after. I think I'm in my eighth year. Yeah. And I was one of the first comedians to even step into the podcast yeah. thing. I think I was one of the first six or eight. Yeah. And with the exposure I get, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it just hasn't translated. It's never really crested the way, you know, I thought, I thought maybe I'd have like 400,000 listeners or even a hundred thousand, but I think I'm somewhere at the 1500 listener mark. Like, <laughs> right. so after eight years, it's just not. Yeah. So I, I might put it to rest or I might change it or I might just take some yeah, maybe time Maybe there's off. a way to reinvent it somehow. Yeah, but uh, and maybe I'll just keep doing it. But I'm thinking I might cap it at 1,000, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And I, maybe just like throw the all the equipment off like your canyon, like as it's ending. No, I'll just keep, <laughs> I'll just keep doing that to uh, create other things, you know? Yeah. 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 So right now I'm working with my cousin on, we have a, uh, I've talked about it on your show. We yeah. have uh, a hobby band called The Cousins. Yes, and uh, I want to see it live. You got to figure that. I out. I know, but we're we're doing a, we're we're working on a cover version of Eyes Without a Face by Billy Idol. Oh so, my so, yeah. god, so that'll be fun. So yeah, what's the other song you guys? Uh, or there's a handful, right? Oh yeah, we have if the you, album. If, if you go on iTunes yeah. and type in The Cousins, our latest album is called Rattlesnake Love, and uh, it's uh, it's it's. Our sound is really cool because we go from like a Beach Boys song yeah. to a to a ballad to a, you know, we're all over the place. We we don't stick to one genre. Country song, yeah. You know, so people, people are going to be surprised too that haven't heard it that you can actually sing. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I try. I I don't know if I can sing, but I try to sing. So that's that's what you're I. You're always in tune, which is half the battle. Okay, yeah. you're a good singer too. I just try way too hard. You trained though, didn't you? I had musical theater all through like yeah. high school. Yeah. I mean, I took the only time I ever really, really trained was for voice lessons for when I dish, when I played Danny Zuko in Greece, and so oh. I didn't want to like I wanted to hit those high notes. Oh, dude! The way that Sigourney did back in the day. Can we sing? I mean, I know yeah. we're ending the show. Can <clears throat> yeah, we sing each other out? Yeah. Like, what song do you want to <laughs> sing? And we'll we'll sing them at the same time and see if we can create a harmony. Um, I'll sing "Total Eclipse of the Heart." What are you saying? Oh, so each a, a different song. Yeah, you s <clears throat> and we'll sing them together as if we're saying goodbye, but we're singing each other. I'll out. sing "What's Up" by the Four Non Blondes. Okay. Yeah. On three. Yeah. One. By the way, "Sing Each Other Out" is the new. You know, kids used to say, "Let's eat each other." Out. Now it's "Let's sing each other out." Wow. So again, times are changing. Yeah, there are there are changing. <laughs> On three, two, one. Once upon a time, years I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> that stuff. We start again. Okay. One, two, two three. Once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Nothing I can do. Total eclipse of my heart. Oh, Weaver. Thanks, buddy.
It's me, Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.